And for it to be 32% down one year later, it just shows that the that that lack of inventory is a huge, huge impact on the spring market. Good to go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Closing with Corey podcast, episode number 11. Uh, a lot to go over today. As you can see, I'm obviously in a little bit of a different scenery right now um, because of the awesome guys over at Media X Marketing. I, I realized that the one thing that I didn't want to happen with this podcast happened, and that was I was coming off of one of the best rated and, and, and the most feedback received podcast that I did. And work got pretty crazy and you start putting things off over and over again. And um, I wanted to make sure that I set some time aside for this because a lot of people have been reaching out and I've been making a lot of good connections with this. So I do appreciate that. And I want to be very consistent with this. Um, so it's going to be a, a new location, a little bit new vibe, but the same overall idea is just to be able to have these conversations, give you guys some information. And also coming off of the last episode with having uh, Jay on that one, I really that I think those open conversations, whether it's going to be with agents or whether it's going to be with inspectors, uh, appraisers, attorneys, maybe stagers and, and interior design people, I think anything related in the world of real estate or housing, um, I think there is a good conversation to have there. And I think that people will be able to uh, take away some of that information. So I am much more open to this now. I think uh, it's going to expand very nicely once I start getting uh, some of these other people on board. Also, huge shout out and thank you to Jay for, for being on the last episode. Again, it was it was awesome. I had so many people reach out to me. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. It's the, it's the uh, episode number 10. Um, also, Jay is doing a whole bunch of great stuff. He just did something with his uh, uh, with his partner, Lender. Um, a lot of great stuff on social media, so go and check it out. Um, today, pretty simple. A, a few things to kind of go over. And I was looking back on the other episodes that I did, and I wasn't too far off on my predictions as far as what was going to happen in the beginning of the spring market. I don't think it was going to happen as quick as it did, but I, I thought that it was inevitable that we were going to get back into the swing of multiple bids on craziness, lines around the corner for open houses. I predicted it was going to happen a little bit closer to the summer, and I was just off by about three or four weeks on that end. Um, the reality of it is that we're back in that market, and it's another shift because it's not the same as early 2022, late 2021. It's a another adjustment that a lot of, of buyers, a lot of sellers, a lot of agents are having to make. Um, this market is just that the inventory is still a little bit lower and we have a different group of buyers that are in the mix right now. I think that the buyers that are in it right now, um, well, put, put it this way, a couple of things have happened. Number one, buyers have accepted what the new interest rates are. That was the big question as far as how are buyers going to be coming off of that, you know, 2.9, the 3.25, and then go into 6.25 or 7.25, basically double of what it was uh, about a year ago. And the reality of it, of it is, is that people became almost so much more accepting than I think a lot of people thought they were going to be a lot quicker than it actually happened. So the reality of it is, is that buyers are in the market now and, and buyers are serious and they're taking it to where they, they see what the, the, the rates are, they know what their payments are, and they're moving forward. Um, that's going to be another conversation that we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, the other thing is inventory obviously still remains low. It, it's a, uh, I, I have some stats here that we'll go over, but 
the inventory is, I think, even a bigger problem than it was last year, just because there is just such a small handful of listings. It then gets divided into these different pools of, of buyers. And it's just that there, there's basically, I, I saw something that there is now one home or, or there's two agents for every home that, that's listed. Some some crazy stats that just basically just says that there is not enough to even begin to go around. Um, and that's what's creating this, these, this urgency from these buyers who have accepted the new rates and so forth. Um, I think the biggest thing that has been very, very um, evident over these last couple of weeks is that there are no more hobby agents. There's no more part-time agents. Perfect example was over this past weekend, I was uh, I was sitting in a, uh, at an open house and I saw I saw two scenarios. I saw one scenario where a uh, a buyer's agent came along with their buyers to the open house, came in, introduced herself. Such a nice lady. We're talking, getting along great. Um, going around the property, I mean, she knew so much about the home, uh, pointing out like what types of flooring this is, pointing out as far as like the the upgrades in the kitchen, talking about knowing off the top of her head when the roof was was redone, all, all these things that are disclosed, but she at least was educated enough to go into that open house, knowing all the information, it was absolutely fantastic. Those are the agents that are are thriving in this market because they're the information a- agents, the, the the knowledge brokers, however you want to um, word it. They're the people that know the marketplace and they're able to provide the most information to these buyers because that's right now is what buyers need. They need to be educated. So if, if you're going into a situation and this is the first time that you've ever bought a home, you're going to have to understand a lot. And, and I'm in a situation, even with my first time buyers to where they're getting thrown right into the mix of this craziness. They didn't experience what happened in 2022 or to 2021. They're just coming in and, and it's like, hey, we got 34 offers that we're going up against. And that's a little bit of in- intimidating for a buyer. So that that agent who is going to be able to educate their buyers is is going to exceed. And then on the opposite side of that, I had another agent that was coming in that the buyers asked them what the list price was. They didn't even know what the list price of the home was. They said that it was a four bedroom when it was a three bedroom. And I just, I, I saw this, this, this difference. And I was just like, I, I cannot understand how some of these agents are, are still in the business. And I understand it because it is a, it could be a fun part-time gig, but as far as what a buyer deserves is is not a part-time agent. And I know basically all the agents that I do know and that I, that I associate with and I talk with are all full-time agents. And a lot of them are just absolutely phenomenal at, at what they do. Um, it, it's more so those, those, you know, once in a while that I see at these open houses and stuff that I'm just very shocked that they're still even able to, to work with some people. Um, I also realized over these last couple of weeks, more so the last couple of months, is that I, I saw something from the Tom Ferry podcast that just said that that tough times makes uh, great agents. And I agree with that so much just because that was something that I was talking about back in that January, February time period where things were very, very slow. Um, buyers were uncertain as far as what they were going to do. Sellers were holding off because they were worried that if they put it on to the, to the, uh, to the, to the market and if they listed their home, they weren't going to have any buyers. So there was like this, this very, very uh, calm period that just drew a lot of uncertainty for a lot of different people, myself included. Um, and I think that I learned a lot from that time frame, and I was able to reflect on it now when things luckily have just 
skyrocketed and the appointments are are insane. The the buyers that I have connected with are are coming out and I'm not over capacity in that sense, but I'm operating in a sense to where I know that each one of these people that I'm working with deserves um, 100% of myself in each one of those moments. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning as I go on on how to provide the, the, the best information, how to provide the best service. Um, and it's really just from getting to know these people, getting to understand exactly what they want, and then being able to learn about them as these transactions go on, as the showings go on, and just connect on a different level other than just trying to sell them real estate. Just being able to understand, hey, like, where are you looking to be in 10 years? Where are you looking to be in five years? You know, uh, talk about work stuff-wise. So it, it's more than just looking for a home. It, it's just looking for... Um, a future for them. And to be part of that process is is awesome. And the same thing on the selling side is working with some of these sellers that, you know, obviously, yes, you want to make the most money that you possibly can. You want to get the best possible buyer. You want to have to be closed in the time frame that, that, that works for you. But you also want to have an experience to where you feel like the person you are hiring, you know, has your back 100%, has your best interest in mind. One of my newer listings. I just met with the the sellers right before it got listed and they just were they were overjoyed with the the process leading leading up to it and all of the work that goes in behind the scenes and, and all the conversations and just making them feel great about that whole experience is something that I take uh, very serious. So that, that's been a, a big learning experience, especially over these last two months for me. So I'm super excited going into this quote unquote busy time to be able to learn all these things, take it away and, and just, you know, become a better agent all in all. Um, Spring market wise, right now, let me just give you these two stats. According to the NJRE report, the days on market have increased 11 days on average for a home. Uh, so in 2022, it was 50. So now, as of March of 2023, it's 61 days on market. It's not the craziest thing. It just understood that these these homes are going to go on the market a little bit, you know, uh, for a little bit more. I think that agents are going to start. Uh, hopefully not misusing that stat to say, hey, listen, see, these homes are sitting a lot longer on the market because in my opinion, 45 to 60 days is a, is a normal transaction. So it's not like it went from 50 to 100 days on market because that's going to be a little bit different. I think that due to the the lower inventory and that could be some you know distressed properties that could have been some overpriced properties that they were unrealistic so they stayed on the market a little bit more so i don't think it's a huge uh shift in in what's going on with the market due to the fact that the average days on market is is up a little bit i do see that this is is a big one is that um from forbes the listings in somerset county as of march of 2023 from March of 2022 is down 32%. So if you were looking for a home last year in March and you realize and you remember how low the inventory was and for it to be 32% down one year later, it just shows that the that that lack of inventory is a huge, huge impact on the spring market. And it's going to really depict on how things are going to go moving into the summer and, and moving into the rest of this year. So there definitely still is a little bit of of uncertainty, and it's just a, a situation where it'll unfold over time. I think that from April, what are we in, April or May? We're in April, right? April, so May to, you know, whatever it is, June, July, August, September, probably May until right about uh, the fall time um, is going to be this this shift to where 
we'll, we'll see as we normally do an influx of properties coming on. You'll see a lot of that urgency happen during the summer for people that want to close prior to the school year. All that is going to be the same thing. It's just that this market, uh, took a little bit longer to kick into the spring market, and then it just went from zero to 100. And then now let's just kind of see if that's going to be able to uh, last for the entire spring market leading into, into the fall market. The last thing I really wanted to talk about was talking about my, real quick with my buyers. I had this conversation with a few buyers that I just started working with, and I was talking about this idea as far as like, what pool of buyers are you in? Because that's going to really, because, you know, the question that I'm, I'm being asked is, how is the competition? Like, what do we have to do to win a home or to, or to win like a multiple bid? And going back to the story that I said before, you know, for a first time buyer going into a situation, putting in an offer, whether I think it was 25000 over asking, and, and it was a very strong, aggressive offer. And then learning that there were 34 offers and I think 20 of them were over asking and 11 of them had um, waiving appraisals, all these things. You don't know what you're going to be up against until we find out if we basically won or not. So second place or 34th place, no matter what, if you don't win that property, there's, it's a very bad feeling just that in, in, in overall that you lost a multiple bid. Uh, and that comes into play to figure out what pool of buyers are, are you, are you going up against? Are you in a starter home situation to where there could be a, a smaller pool in that because a lot of people are in that move in ready pool to where they want something to where it's moving ready. They don't want to do any work to the kitchen. They don't want to do any work to the bathrooms, any work to the interior. Um, are you in like a hybrid pool to where it's like, I'm okay with doing a little bit of work, but the less work, the better. It, it's going to depend on on a majority of, of questions and situations. Number one, that being uh, the, the urgency and, and how quickly you want to move forward. What type of home, obviously, you're looking for in, in the areas that you're looking for, all these things. But more importantly, it's just to know that you aren't the only people out there that are looking for homes right now. As you can see, there is not enough homes on the market. So no matter what, you are going to be up against some competition. So setting a, a realistic expectation, I feel like is just so important. Just so someone who is just getting started doesn't think that I, uh, you know, it's going to be two different homes and, and hey, you know, we're going to find a home in, in less than two weeks or something. And, and I'm very honest and I'm very upfront with everybody that I work with just to let them know this is just what it is. You know, a, a lot of the times if a home is listed and it, it's a it's a even like a halfway decent home in a nice area, marketed well, priced well, probably about four to five days on market is what I'm seeing is the average. If it's listed on a Wednesday or a Thursday, they'll have the open house over the weekend. And then they're calling for all offers by Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week. Um, and in that scenario as well, too, sometimes there's 34 offers that you're up against. And sometimes there's four or five different offers that you're up against. It's going to really depend on a bunch of different variables that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to talk a little bit more specifically depending on your situation, the price point, the, the location, the needs, all that type of stuff. So that's really all I have for today. I, I, appreciate it. Again, I, uh, a big shout out to Jay for last week. Um, that was awesome. I'm excited to be able to do these on a more consistent basis. I think next week uh, I'm going to have somebody with me, but I'll, I'll, I'll know for sure uh, shortly. Um, as always, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Um, I appreciate all the feedback. So I hope everybody has a good week. I'll talk to you soon.